the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I own Simple Pin Media, which is a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. And we help manage our our clients' Pinterest presence so they can focus back on their business. But I also aim to teach simple, actionable tips so that you can DIY your Pinterest marketing without feeling overwhelmed. Just recently in my Facebook group, I had asked people what they wanted me to record a podcast about. And I got a huge list of ideas, which was gold. I mean, it was amazing. So I'm super excited to go over what it is that everybody told me uh, that they wanted to hear about. One of the first ones that somebody put on the list was about how to use Pinterest for podcasters. And I thought that was such an amazing idea and something that I actually do every single day, obviously, because I record the Simple Pin podcast. So I understand how to make it work. So first, let's go back a little bit to when the idea for the Simple Pin podcast was born. It was around January of 2016, and I was at another pivot in my business and felt like I needed to grow my audience. And a podcast seemed like a really natural way to do it as I was working with my coach, Leslie Samuel. And we had just seen actually a really prominent Pinterest leader who had stepped back from her podcast, which left a whole for a Pinterest-only marketing podcast. And so I saw an opportunity and I decided to jump in with both feet. But before I did that, and I, I did launch the Simple Pin podcast in May of 2016, a wise friend had told me that I needed to create a system to ensure that the podcast stayed consistent for the audience. And I had also listened to Joe Polizzi, which I'm pretty sure I'm completely getting his name wrong, but I'm think that's how you pronounce it, of Content Marketing Institute. I listened to him at Social Media Marketing World that first year I was there. And he talked about how your audience really depends on consistency. Consistency will win every single time. And so if a podcast is going to be delivered at a certain day and time, you need to be consistent with that, especially if you have no audience. It's much easier to do if you're something like somebody like Shailene Johnson, who has a huge audience. When I listened to her on a panel at the next year, Social Media Marketing World, she made a comment that she's not consistent. She kind of just records whenever, hops into her closet and just records an episode. And that's really easy to do if you already have recognition or a name, but it's not as easy to do if you don't have an audience. So consistency will win every single time. If you say you're going to deliver something, deliver it on the exact day and time you're going to do that. They also said in order to make sure that's consistent, you need to put the right pieces in place to make that happen. So I thought about what are the pieces that I would enjoy about creating a podcast? And I came away with only two. And that was creating the content calendar and recording the episode. The rest would have to fall to other people or I definitely knew that I wouldn't get it done and I wouldn't be consistent. And yes, there's some cost to this, but I was willing to absorb that cost as an investment in my business. So first, the things that I loved. I love creating a content calendar. 
every November and December and several times throughout the year, I plan out about eight weeks of content. I look at questions in my inbox, what my Facebook group is talking about, and then what's happening on Pinterest. I ask certain questions like, are there things I need to address? Do I keep getting the same questions over and over? And how can I create a podcast that will answer those repeated questions that land in my inbox? So therefore, I can just send them a link and they can have a listen. I also want to look at anything that's updates that Pinterest have made, or I just recently started looking at what's trending for the month so that people would know what to pin, what to keyword, and how to keep up on monthly trends throughout the year. I may move my topics around a little bit as it allows, but this also allows Tina, my creative director, to get ahead on images and plan for any PDF opt-ins we might have. The podcast is also how I help build my email list through Pinterest and um, obviously through the podcast. So it's really a double whammy for me. So if there is something that we need a PDF opt-in, I need to get that to her in time so she can create it. All right, recording the episode. Recording the episode obviously is something that is fun and I needed to be a part of that because I own Simple Pin, I run it, and there's there's nobody else who could do the Simple Pin podcast, but me. I don't really have any order to this. Sometimes I do guests and other times I do solo like I am with this one. I've thought about batching my podcast episodes. I've heard of a lot of other podcasters doing that, but any more than two per day and my words, my mind, it just turns to mush and I start not enunciating my words really well. And I'm very aware of that. Because growing up, my dad would tell me, enunciate your words. So I know that after I record two to three, I am not enunciating correctly. I use Zencaster, which is a web-based recording tool for PCs. I have used Pamela. I had such headaches with that. It just wasn't working. And so I went to test out this one and I got in on beta And there were some bugs that they worked out, but now it is a paid program, which is pretty low cost, but it's super easy for your guests to join. You get two separate recordings and they back up through Dropbox. And there's been a couple of times where I've been recording and my internet has gone out and they've got it in Dropbox. So it was a real lifesaver for me. So I really, really like to be able to do Zencaster when I'm recording with a guest. And then I will use Audacity if I'm recording by myself. And there are several YouTube tutorials on how to set up Audacity on your computer, but I don't have any fancy recording, you know, like mixers or anything like that. I have a microphone, which I'll link to in the show notes that was under $100. And then I have an arm because I realized in the beginning that a stand, I kind of hunched over and I talked and my back would end up killing me after a while. So I went to this boom, I guess you would call it. It attaches to my desk and goes right out in front of my face. And I got a windscreen, like a bright red one, which is always hilarious because it does look a tiny bit like a clown nose. I'll link to all of those in the show notes. The intro, the all hilarious intro was all my husband. He wanted me to have a super cool intro that didn't sound like the Indigo Girls, which is the where I was going with some of mine. I had a few people on Fiverr try to create some catchy intros for me. And 
they just weren't working out. So we found the music that we liked, and then we did a search for the type of voice that we liked. So he really is the mastermind behind the intro, and I'm pretty sure I will never change it. So I hope it's humorous to you every time you start listening to the Simple Pin podcast. All right, now to what I don't do. So editing is not and will never be in my wheelhouse. So I hired Daryl and his team at Pro Podcast Solutions. He's amazing. I went with the basic plan, knowing that I would only be creating four podcasts per month. That's one per week. And I have really loved their communication style. They've worked on things when I have run into walls with my plugin that updates on my site. Um, There's been a lot of other ways that they've really, really helped me. And I would highly suggest that you hire an editor who has extensive experience with podcasts. And that's all Daryl does. And I heard good reviews from other people. And I just have really liked the way that their team communicates and how they work with me. It's a very smooth, solid system. Them with recording. I send over my recording to them via Dropbox. They get it back to me and send me a link. And then I send that on to my podcast writer. So that's the second piece. I was not going to write a recap of the episode because I knew it would take more time than I had in a week. So in this sense, I had to really think about what is my cost per hour? What's my hourly rate? And how, who could I hire that would be less than my hourly rate so that I wasn't losing money? but would be able to get it done and had good writing skills, was a good editor. They were grammatically correct. I am not sometimes. Thank you to those of you who have sent me many, many emails telling me where (laughs) I've fallen down on the grammatical scale. But I, that's not my thing. Like I'm not, I have Grammarly, I have all these things, but I knew that listening to my podcast episode again and writing it out into a blog post was going to take me at least four hours. And four hours is basically a work day for me. And that just wasn't going to do it. So Leslie Samuel, my business coach, suggested Dawn, Dawn Mole, who is someone who could write up episodes into a blog post form. And I specifically wanted a blog post form. I didn't want transcription. We did a trial run, made a few tweaks, and she's been writing them up ever since. It is saves me so much time. And there's not a whole lot I need to change about her writing. So it's a good fit. Last graphics. I've talked about that before on the podcast. Graphics are not my jam. And so Tina, my creative director, she whips them up for me each week, both a Facebook and a Pinterest image. I instruct on words, but style is her domain. So I let her do that. Then right before we go to publish, um, I have my content calendar that I've created and I loop in Natalie, my operations manager to that as well. And she gets uh, the blog post from Dawn, which has been added to our Google Drive file. We use Google Drive for everything. And then she, Natalie, adds all the SEO, the links, gets it scheduled to publish, make sure the image is in there, that the keywording is done, the links are done, the share links are done, all of that. And then it's set to publish Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific so that I can write my weekly Wednesday email to send out at 5 a.m. the next morning. So that is how the Simple Pin Podcast works and how we stay on track and be consistent. So what can you do as a podcaster to take some of these things and implement them so that you can not only come up with a great system, but use some of these tactics to get more traffic from Pinterest to your blog or podcast. Number one, number one, 
regardless of where your links go, whether or not they go to your blog, whether or not they go to a static page or iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you want them to go, you absolutely need a Pinterest friendly image. If you're sending them to iTunes, again, you need a pinnable image. If you're sending them to your blog, you need a pinnable image. Did y'all get that? You need a pinnable image. The size that's appropriate, minimum is 600 by 900. That's sufficient size. But you can listen to episode 65 on capturing the pinner's attention with your images to get more details on how to create the ideal type of image for your podcast. And then she also addresses some different sizes in that podcast as well. So we've chosen to come up with sometimes questions or statements for the text on our images. For example, when I did um, a podcast about how to grow your food blog, we use the phrase how to explode your food blog with Pinterest. It's slightly provocative and it piques their curiosity. Um, I also did a podcast about Pinterest for real estate agents. That was definitely something I wanted to put on there. It's not super provocative, but it's definitely like, oh, you can use Pinterest for real estate agents. And each image also has the name of the podcast. Simple Pin Podcast is somewhere on the image. It's not big. It's not huge. It's not a watermark. It literally is there to help build brand recognition. So somebody knows when they're looking at it, that it is a podcast, but it also does lead straight to my blog where they can read. And I'll talk about that in just a minute about why I have the two. I don't list the episode number anywhere on my image. And I've really, really moved away from faces on the images of my, you know, on the image, like faces of my guests. Pinterest has stated in their creative guide really to stay away from faces anyway. They tend to not work very well. So Tina uses stock photos and then she adds text overlay with Canva. We use the same colors. We use the same fonts. I have very consistent brand guidelines that we stick with every single time. So the blog posts, why do a blog post in addition to an episode? So what I found is there are readers and there are listeners. Some prefer one over the other or some prefer both when they want to go back and remember something that you might have said. There are two ways that you can do this. Some prefer transcription and that would be the entire episode word for word or some prefer a summarization in a blog post with maybe a timestamp at the bottom. That's what I've opted for. We summarize in a blog post with a timestamp on the bottom. There are several transcription services out there. I believe actually Daryl with Pro Podcast Solutions, they have a transcription service listed under all their services. Some range between $1 to $2 per minute. And some people really prefer this. They want to have everything written out as opposed to a blog post. The reason I've opted for a blog post is that I can optimize it for Google and really easy reading. I have a lot of audience members who do prefer reading so they can hop over, get the cliff notes from the episode. And I have my podcast writer episode or um, Dawn listen to that episode just after Daryl sends her link or Karen. Karen is actually who I work with. And then she writes her post and the post is anywhere between 800 to 1000 words with links to other Simple Pin podcast links, other blog posts I have, or affiliate links. I very much prefer the blog post type of quote-unquote transcription. It's not transcription, but summarization. It really, really works well for my audience, and I think it works really, really well for Pinterest. Share buttons. I am not totally sure if you can, if there's share buttons on iTunes or any other 
podcast platform or if Stitcher has them. But if you're leading them to your blog, your readers and listeners need a vehicle to share. And so I really prefer the social warfare buttons because it makes it easy to share on mobile. And I like that I can hide the Pinterest image or I can, I actually keep my Pinterest image in my post. And then when they hit the pin it button on social warfare, it pulls up that specific image. Pinterest strategy. Okay. Now you've created this beautiful blog post with a podcast. What do you do on Pinterest? So first I have a main blog board called Simple Pin Media. What I should do is I should actually create another board called the Simple Pin Podcast. Because if somebody is searching for the Simple Pin Podcast, they can easily find it by having Pinterest populate it in the search results. So that gives me an opportunity not only to share my pin to the Simple Pin Media Board, but also to the Simple Pin Podcast Board. So that's an action item for myself. I need to do that so I can add um, my podcast in more places. I can also add my Simple Pin Podcast to group boards because the image is actually, it's not just a podcast, it's about a topic. So you don't have to look for group boards that are specifically designed for podcasts. What you have to look for group boards is ones that fit your niche. So if you are female entrepreneurs, you could look for productivity tips for entrepreneurs. You could look for female business groups. You think outside the box of just looking for a group board that's surrounding a podcast. I don't have any group boards like that. All of my group boards surround the topics that my podcast covers. So it's Pinterest tips, blogging tips, um, social media tips. Those are things that I want group boards about because I know my podcast can fit to any single one of those. I try to share my posts to all the boards that are relevant right after it goes live. So let's say Wednesday it goes out. On Thursday, I share it to every single board I can about 24 hours apart. So how that looks is it goes to Simple Pin Media. 24 hours later, it goes to Simple Pin Podcast. 24 hours later, it goes to the group board blog and social media tips. And this is all done through Tailwind in about 3.5 seconds. This does not take me a long time. Then about six months after six months of consistent pinning, I look and I see what are the pins bringing the most traffic to the Simple Pin blog. And maybe there's some ideas I want to do that spin off from that. I had a really popular post about affiliate links on Pinterest. And so I've recorded several episodes on monetization and affiliate links and affiliate marketing because people were really interested in it. If you have a blog, I would highly suggest you create a blog post page where all your episodes are listed. Mine are not listed by numbers, but they're listed by the title of the post. You can have a pinnable image on this page as well, or you can just have it living out on Pinterest. I don't have a pinnable image on this post. I should probably do it, which is action item number two for me. And then I can pin that and I can share it on Pinterest multiple times and they'll get this big list of podcasts. In addition, I've added testimonials that people have sent to me about listening to the Simple Pin podcast so that if somebody does hop onto that page, they can see the value. So that's it. If you're a podcaster and you haven't started implementing Pinterest into your marketing, I would highly suggest you do it just by creating some pinnable images. You don't have to go back to anything. You really just need to start creating images and pinning them regularly so people can click through on Pinterest and start to listen. That's really the ideal way to use Pinterest as a podcaster. 
create this image that fits the platform and then pin it. Create a board that's the title of your podcast. Then pin your podcast there. Join group boards around the niche of your podcast. Become active in finding the places in where your content can go. All right, so make sure you are subscribed to the Simple Pin Podcast in iTunes and make sure you leave a review. We really use these reviews to try to figure out what we're going to create more content for. In addition to the Facebook group, we look here to see are people liking the podcast? Do they want more of a certain thing? So if there's something you want to hear more about, go ahead and leave a comment on iTunes. And then make sure you sign up for the Simple Pin Planner too by going to simplepinmedia.com. You can find more episodes at simplepinmedia.com com slash podcast. And if you would like all the show notes and the information for this podcast, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 75. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.